Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm not used to dress this way, so it's because of the coldness here. <laughs> uh, well, it's a pleasure to, to be with you, uh, rather to join. This is my first time to come to Barbary. Um, I have uh, sometimes been to Western Australia, in Perth in particular. I remember it was 1998 when I first came there. I must have met uh, some of you. So uh, it's a great pleasure to come over and uh, join you, this uh, great family. Uh, so I, lo- I was looking forward to, to that. I remember I was talking to Pastor Steve Carl, and he said, um, this is where I came to the Lord. And um, so he wanted me to come and see uh, his original you know, family and place. So uh, I bring greetings from Kenya, my family, my wife, and children and the assembly there. Uh, in Kenya, we are uh, about now about uh, over 1,500, so, but spread all over. So um, the COVID-19 it affected us. We have taken time without seeing each other. But thank God we are here. We are surviving. And uh, we witnessed many people dying. And it was really a learning curve for each one of us. And we uh, learned to trust in God that he is the one who uh, maintains and takes care of us. So thank you so much. I have uh, a friend you are talking of a special guest. So the special guest today is my friend there. And <laughs> we met him yesterday. We went out for an outreach with Brother Rod and Sister Glenis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we are, we are trying our level best to talk to people, though I find it so hard here. But um, I saw him, he was ahead of me, and I said to Rod, that looks like my brother. <laughs> so I f- we followed him, um, and he went into a shopping center, and we were just there t- trying to talk to people, and he stayed for a long time, eventually came out. <laughs> so we talked to him, and he promised today, if uh, we would pick him, then he would come. So my happiness is that he has made it. And they were thinking, oh, is he really going to come? Because quite often you talk to people, they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come. But they never come. So today, my friend Teverai from Zimbabwe, um, we met yesterday, and today uh, he has come. Welcome. You are our special guest today. Yes. Um, the reason I wanted to have the logo here is that um, most of the gospel that we talk about is based on simple gospel. And when I was talking to my friend Teverai, we handed him over a small leaflet. We had a green one and a white one. The white one didn't have a lot of content there. But it had a name, Pastor Sami Mwanzia, and uh, it was talking about miracles. And so 
When we gave him this, he looked at it. He said, oh, why are you talking about miracles? Um, then I said, okay. What do you think? He said, you know, miracles in, is, a, is a delusion in Africa. Because people talk about miracles, and, but they fake miracles. And they, they do a lot of things in the name of miracles. And they, they want people to follow them. And they are making a fortune out of it. They are commercializing the word of God. So I was listening to him. I said, yeah, that's true, very true. But there are miracles, and we have to talk about it. Jesus came here, and he performed the greatest miracle ever. And that is the, the miracle that you are talking about. The power of resurrection. The power to overcome sin and death. Uh, that is the greatest miracle. So I'm happy that uh, Teferai has been able to come. And uh, I would like us to turn to our book, uh, our, our Bible, our Bibles, rather. <laughs> and I would like us to turn to John, the book of John, that's the Gospel of John. Perhaps, um, just like Teverai, and all the brothers and sisters here, we've heard uh, testimonies here of how each one of them came to the Lord. It's the same way, whether in Africa, in Europe, wherever you are. We are all united by the same power when we change our mind, our attitude, we repent, we are baptized into uh, waters of baptism which means nullifying, mortifying, and killing and burying the old life. And then we are renewed uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, where we have a completely new way of life. A transformation starts from there. We become children of God, and that's how we are united. I tell you, this is the greatest miracle. Um, so, make sure... My friend reads from his, or he sees what we are reading about. So in John chapter 6, let's go there. Uh, this was after... Yeah. As we read, uh, this is this was time when Jesus fed five thousand with five loaves and two fishes, and that was a great miracle, wasn't it? And before he did it, the expectation, even from the disciples themselves, they never knew. Uh, what would happen? And because the, the numbers were great, it was in the desert, there was nothing, and just out of nowhere, there were these, uh, these uh, person or young fellow, whatever he was, and with these uh, loaves, and there's two fishes. 
And Jesus takes them, he blesses them, and he says, let the people settle down and let it be, dis- be distributed. And the people, the disciples, and the people themselves at that point, nobody would believe that would happen. But eventually, everyone was fed. And, and, and you know what? The remains were more than what they started with. And so uh, this kind of miracle and what we are talking about now, and I would like us to read or to start from first um, <clears throat> 19. So when they had rolled about five and 20 or 30 furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea and drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is high, be not afraid. Um, then, uh, verse 21, Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither uh, they went. The day following, when the people uh, which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereinto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone. Howbeit, there came other boats from Tiberias, uh, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread. Uh, after that, the Lord had given thanks. Verse 24. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said uh, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? So, out of what had happened, people had uh, that attitude of running after Jesus and looking for him. And some wanted to see him. They wanted to witness that kind of miracles that uh, they had seen, that they, they were fed. But what matters is what was within them and what really did they want? Were they looking for uh, to see the power of God indeed? So when eventually they found him, after crossing from this side with that ship, they found him. And they said, oh, where have you been? So he said to them, verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because he did eat of the loaves and were filled. So Jesus knew them. He knew their attitude. They were looking for him, but not because they saw the miracles, but because they were fed. So in, such, in, a, in a sense, they would say, oh, another miracle. Maybe they were looking for, or they would look for a miracle. But they know out of the miracles, they are going to get something out of that. Out of a miracle, you get some benefit. Out of a miracle, you are kind of lifted to another you know, level. 
And so the world today is doing the same. They are running after every prophet. They are running, listening to everyone. And in the name of miracles, things are happening. And I tell you, just a few minutes we are talking with my friend about what's happening in Africa. There's a big story now going on in Kenya about people who have been buried uh, in many, many, I mean, in terms of thousands in one place in the name of fasting, prayer and fasting, but they are being sacrificed by uh, so-called prophets. And people are following miracles and they go to witch doctors, they uh, get some power in, in the name of miracles, they get uh, this anointing oil and salt and all this kind of thing. They push people over. And people, because people are craving and looking for, you know, to be told you are blessed in the name of God. So they run for these things. When you tell them the truth, no, they don't want. This is dry truth. They don't want that. The same thing is happening here in Australia in the, in the first world, developed world. People are content. They think they have everything. They have money. They have all it takes. But they are going to die. When they die, they think they are going to heaven. But look at their lives. When you talk to them, you can find that there's no hope. There's a great vacuum in them. But at the same time, um, when you go out to them and you want to tell them about miracles, some would think, oh, another story. It's all the same. They talk about the same thing. We are fed up with these people. They talk about Jesus. They talk about miracles. They talk about, I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear about them. Because they think they have everything. Now, looking at uh, what Jesus was, was, was doing and the way he'd learned about these people and the way they were coming, running after him, uh, the way they are saying is that, oh, why don't you do another miracle? And then we'll be fed. We'll be fed. Uh, so in many parts of the world, people are looking for miracles so that they can benefit out of it. And they can be fed. They can be blessed in the name of miracle. And that is how the word of God is being commercialized in many parts of the world. People have, they are looking for names. They are looking for glory. They are looking for famous, you know, uh, they, they are famous preachers. And so they have their ministries. So Sami ministry, you know, people come and they kind of worship Sami. And, and they call him, oh, and people fall over and all those kind of things. Tefari, my friend, this is different. Welcome here. This is different. It is not that kind of stuff. So now, verse 27. Uh, verse 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him as God the Father sealed. Amen? Amen. So we are not after... Uh, the perishable food or the perishable things. But we, we are after the everlasting 
the everlasting meat, the everlasting life, the everlasting, you know, that, that Jesus gives unto us. Whether we are white, blue, or black, it doesn't matter. We are all united by the same spirit. We become children of God. And I would like us to turn to, now we can, in, during, during your own time, um, maybe you can read further, but I would like us to turn to Acts chapter 2. We all know um, Acts chapter 2, we say Acts 2.38, isn't it? And that is the, the logo that I wanted us to be portrayed there. And this is where we base, um, we base our, as we preach the gospel, of course, this is uh, where we begin. And we begin here because that is where the early church uh, faith was based. And for Teferai, we are the Revival Fellowship. The Revival Fellowship is all over the world, but we don't talk about fables. We don't tell stories. We read the Word of God. We uh, take it right from the beginning when the church started. The disciples, Jesus left them with a word, a promise, and it was fulfilled. Therefore, the church started there. Looking around, that church is not where it is extinct. It is not anywhere to be found. We have so many uh, people in the name of Christians, but you can't find the word uh, as it were. Uh, Christians, the first people to be called Christians, were called Christians because of the way they behaved, what they were doing. Uh, they were like Christ. They were anointed. Science were following them. And they were doing exactly what Jesus has said they would do. Science following them. So in Acts chapter 2, <clears throat> this was a time when the uh, the first disciples, the early church, about 120 people assembled in Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. And Jesus had promised them, had told them to go there and abide and wait for the promise of the Father. And uh, in the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place, praying and expecting. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came and, uh, you know, in form of a wind. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they all started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that was the first church. And after that, Peter stood up and he was able now because he had already been filled by the Holy Spirit and he was a witness. And he started speaking of things that he had witnessed, things that had happened, and now what has happened, that this is the promise of the Father, uh, Jesus whom you crucified, has gone up and has taken the promise. He has poured what you can now can see and hear. So after that, uh, it says in verse 37, it says, um, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? 
and so first age, that age. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Um, so, this was it. There are so many people from different, uh, different places who were around Jerusalem. So when they heard them speaking in tongues, they all came around and they stood there and they listened. But each one of them was able to say, these people, are they not Galileans? But I can hear them speaking in my own language, great things of God. And each one of them was saying that, no, they are speaking my own language. And each one was saying, no, 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 it is my language. And so they were astonished. How does it happen? So at that point in time, Peter stood up and he started talking to them. And then at the end, they were pricked in their heart. And they asked this question, men and brethren, what shall we do? That question is asked many times by many people. But what is the expectation? They expect to have a change. But instead, deception comes. They are told other things. Peter says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the redemption of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says, this promise is unto you, and unto your children, and to all that are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Be it in Zimbabwe, be it in Asia, be it in America, doesn't matter. As many as the Lord our God shall call, this promise is for them. So we are talking about uh, the power of resurrection. Are we expecting, are you expecting me to tell you other miracles from Africa? The, the miracle that I'm going to tell you, that I'm telling you, is the same miracle. The change that we get once we are born again. Once we, we repent, we are baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit, that sign of speaking in the tongues, that is the greatest miracle in our lives. And the rest, of course, the rest uh, will follow and follows because of what we believe. I mean, if we are well anchored into this faith, we are ready to be led by the Holy Spirit and to um, listen to the voice of God. Uh, Sister Carol, was it Sister Carol? No, Sister Nina said by the time she was baptized, she had not been told uh, not to drink wine. She went home and she took it. Yes, we tell people, sometimes we tell them, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But the moment we are filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to overcome. It gives us the power, if we are led by the Spirit, then God himself will change and lead us into this. And Therefore, uh, for our friend and for all of us, uh, I, I want to give you an kind of uh, 
it's an exaltation, a remembrance, who we are, what we become, and what is expected of us. Sometimes we can forget because of what is surrounding us. And sometimes we can, have, we can be anxious about our family, our job, and on everything else, and we forget who we are. And instead of stirring up the gift which is in us, then we are distracted. I know all those people that you have heard over the time, those who are baptized and received the Holy Spirit, if they all would be here, maybe they cannot feel in this hall. But where do they go? It is because they have been, been distracted. And the world is there. Every one of us can be distracted. But we have to, be, to remain focused. We need to remind one another who we are, why we are here. And now, therefore, um, let me, um, if you could turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. Uh, Paul writes to Timothy. So to my friend uh, Teferai, there's a lot that we can talk about and we need to talk about. It is not just about receiving Jesus in our heart. It is not about uh, having your name, somebody telling God to write his name somewhere. It is not about uh, feeling that now I want to follow God. It is something that, is, um, that comes from the word of God. We act upon what is written. And God starts working with us. We are renewed. We are changed. We are transformed. We become children of God. Spiritual uh, being. This body is subject to death. This body is subject to sin. But nobody can overcome this body except God by filling you with the Holy Spirit. And therefore he leads you into uh, overcoming the trials and temptations and every other and delusion of this world. So, Second Timothy chapter one. Uh, here, Paul writes to his son, his beloved son in faith, and that is Timothy. He reminds him of something, and he says, um, he says, verse six. Wherefore I put thee in a remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. You stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So it is about stirring up the gift in us. Paul is saying to Timothy, I I want to put this one in your remembrance. That is, in, in another way, is to remind him. We need to remind one another. We need to remind ourselves who we are, where we come from, and what we are here for. Because when you stop doing that, you can easily be swallowed by the world. It is about prayer, reading the Bible, talking about this gospel, and witnessing about the change that you have acquired. Once you are in that line, and not forgetting praying in spirit all the time, you build the inner man. 
the inner man um, in our life here, great percentage is about the outer man. The food, every time, you don't forget your food, don't you? Do you? You don't forget going to the toilet. And you don't forget, you know, washing your body, buying clothes and all that. Is that spiritual? No. Most of what we do is not spiritual. But the inner man, the spiritual person inside us, needs a lot of our awareness and remembrance of where we are, where we come from, where we are going. And we need to stir up all the time. And reminding one another is very important. Reminding oneself is very important about prayer, prayer life, about reading the scripture, and always be focused. Because that inner person uh, requires a lot of nourishment. And sometimes you can forget. And you just say, oh, oh, oh. you are left with, I'm born again. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then before you, you realize, you're gone. So it's good, very important for us to remind one, one, one another. And our, that's why we come together to build one another, to remind one another that uh, Jesus finished it. He paid the, the price. But he has bought us. We have known the truth. We are born again. We are children of God. We are born together. We have to uplift one another. We have to strengthen one another. We have to be focused. We have to remain spiritual. And lest we forget, in Hebrews chapter 10, yes, um, I have a lot to tell about how God transforms and how he has transformed my own life in the lives of many around me and in Africa. And how many people have been healed of diverse uh, sicknesses and, uh, and, and ailments that uh, doctors could not do. And people that have been uh, transformed out of belief and faith in witchcraft and such things. I know you, most of you don't know about witchcraft and devils and all those kind of things in Africa that's full of all those things. But people have been delivered out of that just by simple faith that uh, when you are born again, you become a new creature. The old is past. When you are therefore uh, focused on those things that God gives you, it, there's no difference. He gives you the insight. He gives you the knowledge. He gives you the wisdom. And there's a great diversity, I mean, great difference between uh, what everyone else is saying and about uh, the fanatical things that we see in the Pentecostal world. It's, it's not about being charismatic. It is about knowing the truth. It's about abiding by the truth. And then God changes our lives. He transforms us. And when we say and we talk, we say just according to the word of God. It's a great change. That is the greatest miracle. And let's say Hebrews chapter 10. It says verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke and to love and to good works. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So, this is very important. The moment uh, we forsake our coming together, our exhortation of one another, provoking one another and, and to things of God, reminding one another, um, then I think you've realized that uh, when people, or when some think that they can do it on their own and they can you know, survive after some time, uh, when you come close to them uh, or you encounter them, you find that they have started withdrawing. They are fearing. Uh, maybe they are, they are, because the world is catching up with them. So our coming together is very important. And that is what the word fellowship means, our unity in spirit. And therefore, this unity should be upheld, should be uh, uh, very much cherished, that we make sure that we are all holding one another, we are exalting one another. There are times when people will be down due to many things, circumstances, uh, maybe due to their, their family life, they have lost a friend or a relative, the children are not going on well, and sometimes because of money and wealth and all this kind of thing. But I tell you, this is delusion. Uh, in Africa, there's poverty. But at the same time, that is also a delusion. What we say, don't make poverty or think, uh, try to sing lullabies to poverty. Let it not be, a, be another God. We, we trust God, and God is able to sustain us. In the same manner, uh, when you talk of abundance, we have everything here. Yeah, God has blessed us. It, is, it becomes a God. And people can, when you talk to them about God, they've got no idea. They, you, you approach them, oh, no, no, no. Because they think, oh, this is fallacy. This is, this is nonsense. Because these Christians, they are hopeless people. But we have tested. We have tested what you're talking about. And so we need to encourage one another. And we need to go to the world. We need to prove to them that there's substance here. And God himself changes our lives. So much more, or more so much so that it is beyond all that is happening here. We are talking of something beyond there. And this is what we need to encourage one another. That uh, we are here for a short time. We are here just for a moment. But we need to look beyond there. We look, uh, we look for the spiritual things. So when we are all uh, stirred up in spirit, joy dwells within us. We feel we are encouraged. Uh, regardless of what's happening elsewhere, Regardless whether you have this or that, doesn't matter. You feel you are so happy and content with what you have and with this great family. This is the greatest feeling. And then the rest, God does. He does. That's why amongst us, there are so many things that uh, we don't fake. We don't concord. We don't cook. 
we, tell, we say of things that God is doing in our lives. Practical things. Spiritual things. Because he says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name. And so it happens. Second uh, Peter. Um, so I, uh, I thought of sharing these scriptures. Then after that, if you want, I can now tell you stories about miracles. <laughs> because God has done and is doing a lot. And he, he, as he does everywhere, he does everywhere. He does to you, he does to me, he will do to us, whatever we are. It doesn't matter. But we have to be, we remain, you know, focused we remain spiritual. And Second Peter chapter 1. <clears throat> Verse 12 says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in a remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. So in the like manner, uh, to my brothers and sisters here in Banbury, what I would say, just as uh, Peter says here, I will not be negligent uh, to put you always in remembrance of these things, even though you know them. You know all these things, you've heard all these things, but just a matter of reminding one another that uh, let us not expect greater things than the ones that you have been given. We have been given very precious uh, word of God. If we only uphold it, we remain focused and we, we strengthen one another. We have all it takes. And the world is there, laughing at us maybe, but they will be astonished and they will be ashamed. If they see how strong we are, uh, then we'll end up winning some of them to come to the Lord. If they see that we are dis discouraged, demoralized because of the pressure of this life or to some extent some peer pressure in your working place, in your family, that you're not happy anymore, you don't have a testimony, you are fearful, that kind of thing, you forget to pray, you forget to read your Bible. And, you know, sometimes it, it can go to an extent where if somebody asks you, which scripture says this, you cannot remember. Because, and somebody asks you, when did you last read your Bible? Oh, you can't remember. It was on Sunday when the pastor or whoever was there talking about, that's when I read it. When did you last pray in spirit? You cannot remember as well. I say, oh, last three days. That's how people die in spirit. But when did you last have your dinner? <laughs> All the time. Because it's there. So, um, next to first there, it says, um, we read verse 12, isn't it? Verse 13. Yeah, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, which is the body, to stir you up 
by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must be put off this my tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. So what Peter is saying is as soon I'll be out of this body. But as long as I'm in this body now, I need to put you into remembrance. That you start up, uh, in a sense, the gift, the, the power that uh, is bestowed upon us. And that uh, we, we all put all this, even though we know, we have learned over time. But if we assume that we have been there for a long time, we know everything, then we relax, then it just goes. We have to stir up the inner man all the time. Make sure that he is active, that he is vibrant, and that the things of God are there for us to rejoice about and to tell others. This is the greatest, um, you know, the greatest gift that God has given us. So, brothers and sisters, let's start up this uh, gift. And um, it is a great joy, wherever we are. You have uh, seen this, you have witnessed this during the time of COVID. Though for some time you enjoyed the meetings of uh, uh, Zoom meetings. But there's nothing like when we all come together. One, one, on, one on one, we share things, we uplift, we strengthen one another. This is the fellowship. God bless you.